death and rain mingled together. Drops of water bounced off a sea of black umbrellas that shot upward like skyscrapers. I shifted in my uncomfortable wooden chair, surrounded by hundreds of people listening to the pastor on the outdoor lawn. A large black casket, perched like a gargoyle, hovered over its eventual home, a silent hole waiting to embrace her victims. Next to the larger one, a smaller box elbowed in, a size reserved for premature death. I looked up hard, trying to fight off tears. The echoing of the pastor's voice was muted by small outbursts of weeping as the death boxes lowered into the ground. Outside, shells. Inside, souls. The hope of a merger in heaven. I scratched my unshaven face, shifted to the side, and felt the wood stabbing my lower back. A five o'clock shadow was a reminder of two truths. I hate shaving most days, and when your family dies, it's not a high priority. The flood of emotion choked my insides, hitting me like a truck plowing through a deer on the highway. I tried to breathe in normal time with little luck. I bowed my head. Tears dripped onto the grass, keeping time with the pounding rain. My church shoes, reserved for Christmas, Easter, and an occasional funeral, were soaked with water and sadness. Why, God? I breathed through the tears. A large, warm arm wrapped around my slouching shoulders. I'm sorry, brother. It's not right, John said, stroking the back of my black suit. John Wood is my best friend, partner in crime from life's breath. The Wood and O'Kane families lived close together for most of their existence in Leclerc, Missouri, a small, blue-collar town spattered with a few immigrants, my family included. The O'Kanes emigrated from Ireland when my grandparents determined the lack of jobs would be a problem. They came to America in the 50s, looking for the American dream. They found their slice of pie in Leclerc. My grandfather, a meat man, butcher to be correct, operated a store on the corner of Maine and Green. He worked hard, serving the people of Leclerc with beef, pork, and sausage. Many tables in our town were adorned with a sticker reading, The Local Pig. I stared at my tear-stained hands and peering into John's bloodshot eyes. Did I do something wrong? Why is this happening? I said, leaning back in the wooden folding chair. John's large hand swallowed mine. Oh, man, don't even go there. You're a great husband and the best dad. Lisa and Spencer were fortunate to have you in their lives. I love Lisa more than life. Like, take a bullet, my heart hurts kind of love. The obsession originated at a high school basketball game. The LeClaire Bulldogs were playing our crosstown rival, the Greeley Gators. I didn't play basketball because uncoordinated Irish kids named Dexter didn't make the NBA, so I cheered from the stands. Lisa danced across the gym floor, cheering on our school. She was the cheerleader, and I the non-jock. Her long, blonde hair bounced off her red and white shirt. I knew Lisa was the mythical one before she did. We dated senior year and married the following summer. No reason to wait. Couples married young in small towns. In Leclerc, people view marriage and childbearing with different lenses compared to city folk. Having enough money or traveling to Europe before marriage is not considered in our town. Life begins and ends in Leclerc for her 20,000 residents. Spencer was born four years later. The happiest time of my life.
a half-Irish, half-German, grew and developed his own personality, and I hoped he would have more of the German side and less of the too-much-drinking Irish side. I promised a stable home to my family. My father left for prison when I was six. That's a story for another day. The sounds of tin pans, fifes, and bagpipes played Be Thou My Vision, a song played at our wedding. Nothing pierced deeper than authentic Irish folk music. When the bagpipes came out, it was celebration or death, no middle ground. My father emigrated with his family from Ireland on his first birthday. He lived across the street from my mother and stuck to early. I wished he'd used his tenacity for the common good. I whispered in John's ear, I need a drink. You want to head over to O'Malley's? John lurched forward as if being stung by a bee. Oh, Kane, you can't leave. Can't a beer wait? Your family needs you, man. My black tie pinched life out of my thick Irish neck, and I gave it a tug.